do not feel sorry for Steve and Janice. They are headed to Alaska at the end of the month. We're going to stay up there in no man's land for the summer, and we'll miss you guys. And praise the Lord for the special today, Steve. And appreciate you guys. And and uh, just a privilege to be able to be here and and to preach God's word and and uh, pray that it's an encouragement to you. Um, I, I, uh, like I told you, we're, we're in a time that um, just leaves you dumbfounded at times about uh, what's going on in our country. And um, I, I just, I, I need to say some things because I do feel like that, that there, there is a, um, I, I don't know what the word is, I guess, I, uh, an unsettling with our community and, and even with our own people uh, uh, here in our church. And first of all, I want you to know that all of you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And so we are all his creation. And so we know that Jesus Christ went to that cross and he died for the sins of the world. Red, yellow, black, and white, doesn't matter, does not matter, color. And, and so I want you to know that is what the Bible says. And that is what we practice. And we live by that. And so we uh, don't, don't get baited into the, the racism fight that's going on today. And uh, just don't let the devil bait you into... Uh, having some anxious feelings and, and uh, attitude towards that. Uh, Christ loves us all. And the, the thing that we need to do is we need to step out and tell them about Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I wrote some verses down and didn't even know, you know, Lord, you're just going to show me if I need to uh, share these or not and, and where at. And I'm going to share these with you now. Uh, made a big impact on me uh, a long time ago, but um, you know, I, I, like I told you already, that it seems like there's just such a heavy oppression that is going on in our in our country, and and this isn't over. I, I mean, the the COVID uh, and and that that mess is is dying, but there, there's just a lot more turmoil, and it seems to be even more vicious than it was, and and uh, violent, and, and there's uh, uh, a lot of things going on. And, and Satan, uh, not only is he a deceiver, and uh, not only is he against God's will, but also Satan is a bully. And Satan's going to do what he can to bully believers. And, and I do believe that, and, and I know Jesus says this statement in Luke chapter 13. I'm going to start with verse 31. And I understand that Jesus makes this statement. And so I understand that Jesus is God and he's all-powerful. And Jesus can say whatever he wants to. And we know that he wasn't afraid, and nor should we be when we do what his will is for our lives. And as we serve him, as we worship him, as we apply the scriptures to our lives and live according to the word of God, there just shouldn't be a fear about what man can do unto us. David wrote that in Psalms over and over and over, and I'm sure he wrote that. Um, God inspired him to write that, and not only did he write that to 
be preserved and given to us today, but I believe that God had him write that for himself and remind him that no need to fear. And this is what Jesus says. He comes into Jerusalem and and he's dealing with those that are the righteous, uh, those that are uh, over the the city and actually over the nation, and they were the spiritual group and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they had a lot of power, and they they were telling that uh, telling Jesus, hey, you need to calm it down, and you need to quit doing the things that you're doing, and and he's, and they say to him in verse 31 of Luke chapter 13, the same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him. Get thee out, and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. Herod was the king. And he, Jesus, said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox. I, I, I want you to know that that wasn't a kind term that he was using at the time. And it wasn't some compliment that he was giving to the king. And he said, you go tell the fox, behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood, under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, and verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come, when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. You know what I see that, that we need to be doing as believers? We need to be doing the same thing, and, and the louder the world gets, and the world is going to continue to get louder, and and as long as we as believers are listening to all the noise, then Satan is going to be getting the victory in our lives and keeping us upset and keeping us angry and keeping us to the point where, where we're in an attitude where we really do want to fight and you have a big chip on your shoulder. And that is exactly where Satan wants to keep us and, and, and keep us in this unrest and, and wondering what's going on. And, 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 and you see all of this mess going on and and you know what I see, what, what Jesus is telling us here? He, he's saying, look, uh, you go tell the fox that what I'm doing now, I'm going to continue to do. And, and you go tell him, and, and you tell me that, hey, you, I need to get out of here, or I'm going to die. I just want you to know that this is Jesus talking, okay? Jesus is saying, I, hey, I just want you to know that I'm going to continue to heal people. And that I'm going to continue to show people that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm going to continue to tell people that there is only peace that comes through me. And, and I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to do that until the day that I lay my life down for the world. And I'll do that. And it'll be at my time and my choosing. Same way with our lives today. If we are going to be the disciples that God wants us to be, then we do need to have the character and we need to have the faith that has been developed by obedience and trusting what God's Word says that, Lord, I am going to continue to preach the gospel. I'm going to continue to tell people the truth. I'm going to continue to show them the entire counsel of the Word of God. I'm going to do everything I can to let people know that Jesus loves you and I really could care less 
what color you are or what country you're from or, or whatever else that you want to, that, that the world is trying to get us all bothered about. And none of that is going to matter. And I don't care whether you're four feet nine or, or whether you're seven feet two. And I don't care what color, even if you're purple. And, and sometimes we white guys are the ones that turn purple in the cold weather and and you think about it and, and it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are we need to know and we need to continue to tell people that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world and Jesus is the answer and it really doesn't matter what any of our government says we're all the way from the White House down to the to the the local communities it really doesn't matter we need to continue to serve Jesus that's it that's the only answer that I have for all of this. And, and I don't know how right I am in some of the things that, that are said or done in my life, but I truly, that is what I want. And, and so I worship Him. And I give Him honor and glory. And, and we do so in a free country where we can do that. And we thank God for that. And we fight for that. And so we just continue to just serve God and tell the fox, whoever that fox may be today, Satan being the leader of it, that I know that the devil could come down here and strike me dead at any point in time that he had the ability to do so, but it's only by God's power. God says only in his time will you touch him. And until then, we just keep preaching Christ. We just continue to tell people about Jesus. And we continue to live in a peace that truly makes a mockery of what Satan is doing. We live in a peace. And I pray that you have that. I pray that you understand that. I pray, first of all, that you have made peace with God. And that comes through Christ and trusting in that very sacrifice that Jesus did. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried. He rose again, showing us that he's God, showing us that when he said it is finished, that sacrifice that God made for all of the sins of the world, past, present, and future, for everybody in the world, not just a certain elect group of people, but I'm telling you that he died for the sins of everybody in this world and that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Call on Him. Ask Him to be your Savior and, and, and truly to forgive you and come to Him with that humble heart and, and in, in your own words and in, as you express to Him what's going on in your heart, Lord, I want to trust you and, and I want you to be my Savior, then do so. And He will save you and make a peace with God. And then from that, He'll give you a peace that passes all understanding that in whatever the, the issues may be in your life, and the challenges that are in your life, and some of you guys are truly down in a deep, deep valley trying to climb a very steep mountain right now, but I want you to know that God can and will deliver you from that. And so you just continue to trust Him. And so we go into Psalm 37, and we're going to finish this part of the psalm. We'll move on next week to something else. We're going to finish with verse 11, but the title of this passage here, and, and I hope you guys have gotten a hold of some of what Psalm 37 is talking about, like I have, and 
titling it True Peace. And, and just one last time here, let's read it, starting with verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither is the green herb. You know, I heard, I heard Joe Biden make a statement this week, or well, I, I didn't hear it. I read the article and read the quotes of what he had said. He said, there just seems to be about 10 to 15 percent of, of people in America are just bad and evil. My first thought came, and I'm thinking, yeah, that probably is about how many politicians we have in our country. But then God reminded me that there is none that doeth good. No, not one. You see, Joe, you're wrong again. We're all pretty much worthless left to ourselves. We're all pretty much ornery and good for nothing if we never give our hearts to Christ. And so we see the importance of understanding what scriptures say and and here we think about the evildoers. Maybe the first thing before we start, and, and look, what I preach to you have been thoughts that come to me. And, and, and so I'm not up here thinking that <clears throat> I have won the battle and I don't have these struggles. I preach what I'm struggling with. And here instead of, <clears throat> excuse me, instead of looking at the evildoer, thinking, how dare they do something like that? <clears throat> Maybe I should look at myself and say, without the grace of God, there go I. And I could have been the same thing. And it's only by the power of God that I'm not. And so what do we do? We don't fret <clears throat> at those who are the evildoers. We, we don't burn with anger and hotly contend about these things and we're sure not going to be envious of them because they're going to be cut down, but trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. You see the calming of this? And I know it's a psalm, and you know, and fret not because of the evildoers, neither be thou envious because they'll be cut down. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land. Be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Hey! Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Three times. That's what we focus on today. Three times God has told us in, in these first eight verses, fret not thyself. Stop fretting. Stop getting so hot and angry and and, and, and wrathful to the point where, where you're thinking about things that, that you should not do. Because here he says, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. And, and so here we need to be careful when, when we are letting that fretting get us to the point where we are thinking about doing things that is not God honoring whatsoever. And 
and there is nothing good about this, and, and you need to get that out of your mind and, and stop fretting over those things. And, and look, Satan knows, and, and Satan knows God's Word, and Satan knows that, that he's put in this psalm in, in the very first eight verses of this psalm. He knows and understands human nature that, that this is going to be a weakness that we have. And so what does he do? He just keeps stoking the fires, and, and he keeps doing these things that that are going to cause us to hotly contend with, with one another. And, 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 and uh, amazing to me to think that, that we as believers would even make a judgment based on whether somebody's color is black, brown, or white, or olive, or whatever. And it gets us in such a frenzy and, and, and aggravates us to the point. And, and here we need to understand, we need to understand what he commands us not to do. The only one that's righteous in doing that is God himself. Look at this. Turn over to Numbers. Numbers chapter 11. This is amazing to me. I, I, I've read this over and over and just, <clears throat> I, I find it to be a, a help somewhat. I guess I, we're in the rankings of Moses and I'll, you'll understand in a moment. Here they are. They're traveling through the wilderness. And they've been in the wilderness a while. And I'm sure they're frustrated. And I'm sure they're tired of being in this hole that they're in. And, 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 and it's the same way in our lives. I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm sick of the way things are right now. I'm way over it. I was over it the end of March. And I had to work on my patience. And, and here we are, we're still just stirring. And, and we see these things and, and, and you just... Lord, how long are we going to be in this? How long does it feel like we're going to be walking in the wilderness? How long are these things going to happen? And, and it says, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. One of the biggest problems that they had was they were always murmuring and griping. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. His anger was kindled is the same as fret not thyself. In Psalm 37. Now God is fretting. Now he tells us don't fret. But when God frets, we need to be aware of things that happen. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. You know something else I see on this? I, I say I'm going to get done with Psalm 37 today. I'm going to do my best. All right. Don't look at the clock, Tim. I saw you look over there at that. Somebody turn that clock back about 10 minutes. All right? so, <clears throat> you know, I saw, first of all, God's, God's anger was kindled. He started fretting. What is it that caused God to fret? Somebody griping and complaining and moaning and groaning to him about how bad things were. And, and he just was tired of them griping to him about the way that he was taking care of them. And, and they're mad about this. And, and so the fire of the Lord came down. But who was it that it burnt? It burnt those that were, that, that were right on the outermost parts of the camp. You know, and you, know, you just hang with me on this, all right? I, I want you to know that while you are here and you're in God's house on God's day, exactly where you ought to be, you are not on the outermost parts of the camp. You are right smack in the middle where you ought to be. And whenever you're reading your devotions and, and you're praying as you ought to and, and you're in the Lord's house, every time the doors are open to 
give him honor and glory, you're not on the outermost parts of the camp. And you need to understand that because here we see, and it's, and it's like this, in, and God has shown this even in nature, that, that it's the weak ones that he's going to go after, the ones that aren't paying attention, and, and they start grazing along, and they think, hey man, I got this, there's better grass over here, I'm going to leave the herd, and I'm going to go over here by myself, and all is going to be okay, and that's when the lion devours them, and, and I don't know, I, I just saw a picture too of a grizzly bear that ate a buffalo in Wyoming, you know? I imagine all the PETA people, they ought to sue the grizzly bear for doing what he does, you know, and, and eating the poor buffalo. And, and, but we see how wicked and, 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 and uh, vicious things are, and Satan is trying to do this. And, and look, you need to stay right smack in the middle of God's will all the time, every day, all day long, every moment that you have. You need to be walking with God and doing what it is that God wants you to do. Every moment of the day. That's why he says, don't worry about tomorrow. The evil of today is sufficient. And you need to walk today, and you need to walk in an attitude of, of fear and humility with your God, and, and truly a respect, and also a courage in knowing that, hey, God's got this, and, and I want to be right smack in the middle of God's will, and, and quit playing around, and quit thinking that you can walk in the world on one side and, and walk with God on the other side or, or even just put God in your pocket and say, hey man, I got God in my pocket. Ain't nothing going to happen to me because God's in my pocket and I can walk and do whatever I want to in this world and be however way that I want to be and, and all is going to be good and you're going to find out that when you are that weak in your walk, that is exactly the one that Satan is going to go after. Know how we need to be careful. Know how we need to understand that, that even in, in the hard times and, and the testings that are going on in our lives, and we have them, all of us have them, and all of us are going to deal with testings in our lives, that that's a point where God is using that to, to make sure that you are really and truly right under smack the middle of the umbrella of His care, His love, His protection, and that's where you want to stay. And your faith grows through that trial. And you just keep praying, and you might not know what to pray. And you just keep reading, and you don't know what it is that you're reading at times. And, and you're just reading God's Word, and, and you're just asking the Lord, Lord, help me and speak to me in a way that, that my heart can understand and my mind can understand what your word is saying and, and minister to me in, a, in, in any kind of way. And, and you might walk through your day in, in a daze and think, what in the world has gone on today? And you look back and you see that God has carried you. God has guided you. God has protected you. God has met your needs that you have. And, and you look up and, and there you are at the end of the day and you're lying there in bed and you can just say, thank you, God. You got me through another day. And we just walk and we serve him and and you, and you just keep trusting and, and you get away from the outermost parts of the camp and, and you get right smack in the middle of where everything is. I, I don't know about you. I'm just one of those guys. If there's something going on, I want to know. And if it's fun, I want to be right smack in the middle of it. I, mean, I'm not, I don't like to be the spectator. I, I like to be the guy that, that's in it, you know. Remember the bull riding? You know, Cody and I, I actually peer pressured Cody years ago. We both rode a bull in the rodeo greatest day of my life man you talk about an adrenaline rush i mean that was as exciting as it gets you know and and, and where are we going with this <laughs> yeah i did win the buckle and i won 50 dollars of meat and i won all the bragging rights <laughs> i guess that's what i was just saying 
you know, I, I, we pulled the shoots for that rodeo for years, and man, I just, every time, I was like, man, I got to do this. You know, you got to do this. And there just comes a point where you just can't be the spectator. You just get in there and get busy and, and do, it, do what it is that God wants you to do. Quit being on the outermost of the camp today and quit being on the outermost part of the, uh, of the line of where you can walk as a believer and think that you can do this and do the things in the world and all is going to be okay. Rather, why don't you quit being the spectator and get in the middle of things and then you'll find out how good it really can be. And you know what? It is kind of like riding a bull. Sometimes you get in there and you find out, hey, God, I, I'm lying. I don't want any part of this. There was a couple of moments in the shoot when we were like that. You know, and then, then it's like, you know what? It's okay. Turn him loose. Let's just do what it is that God and I just trust you to guide and direct. And, and, but do it. And get busy and, and do the things that God wants you to do, even in the midst of all this trial. And you know what you'll find out when you're busy serving God and you're busy looking to Him and you're, you're reading the Word and you're praying and, and even if you're in a daze and, and sometimes life knocks you out and sometimes it freight trains you just like the bull. Sometimes it throws you in the dirt and pounds you into the ground. And, and you know what you do? You get back up and you run and you get over the fence and then you fight for another day and you just keep moving and then you just keep doing what it is that, that you need to do. And, and, and you just uh, allow God to use you and, and, and stay away from the outermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses. And when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. They called the name of the place Taborah because the fire of the Lord burned among them. That was hard. They lost some people that day. It was a sad day. A challenging day. And they cried out to Moses to help them. And Moses took their burden and cried unto God. And God stopped the fire. And then it goes on, and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a-lusting. You have to be careful with that, too. You know, all of us. Quit lusting over things you don't need. Definitely don't lust after somebody else's spouse. Don't lust over somebody else's fancy house. Don't lust over somebody's fancy car. Don't lust over somebody else's nice paying job. Just be satisfied and content with what God's doing in your life. It always gets you in trouble. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons, the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Oh, but now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. You're, you guys are getting the dramatic reading. And the manna was as a coriander seed. I don't know what that is. I even looked it up. And I still don't know what a coriander is. But anyway... The manna was as a coriander seed, and the color thereof was a color of bdellium. So it was probably something dull. People went about and gathered it and ground it in mill, mills or beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it, and the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. Now, can you imagine that? I mean, they, they had to eat manna, and they ate it in a whole lot of ways. Kind of reminds me, Dustin, of that story of fried chicken. Was it fried chicken? When you guys first got married, or I can't remember, spaghetti, or 
I don't know what it was, but uh, something that you ate a lot, and so, uh, and you were thankful, because it's better than your cooking, I'm sure, so, but you know, they said, hey, what are we having tonight, hon? Manna. Oh, really? Well, that's great. How are we having it tonight? Deep fried. Oh, sounds good. Let's try that. And so, but they were whining and crying about it. And then here's the part I wanted to focus on. Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. And God fretted again. Same thing. But here, you know what else? Moses was also displeased. Now look at this. We're dealing with a time all the people were ticked off. Kind of like today, isn't it? I mean, it just seems like everywhere you go, people are mad, you know? I, I was passing out, I mentioned this Wednesday night, but I was passing out some little tracks in Safeway the other day, and, and, and uh, it was great. I mean, most of the people, hey, thanks. You know, I said, hey, you want the answer to what's going on? Here it is. Jesus is the answer. Take it, read it, and you'll find out he's the answer. Only ones I had were two old guys. You talk about grouches, George. I mean, they were grouchy. And they had a mask on, so at least I didn't have to read their lips, you know. But I could see the scowl on their face. And it's like, hey, you live for the devil. Enjoy it today, because tomorrow it's really going to stink for you, you know. And you just move on. But, but here, the people were mad. God was mad. Moses was mad. I mean, everybody was mad. The whole world at their moment right here, their, their world was all upset. And, and Moses said unto the Lord, here's how Moses handled it in typical preacher style. He said, uh, he goes into this and he says, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? Lord, why is it that you're bringing all this hurt on me? Why is it you're afflicting me? And, and wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight? Is there not grace that I could find that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? Uh, and, and he's like, God, I can't handle this burden. You're, you're putting all of this on me. And here they are. They're all mad. They're griping. They're belly aching. They, they got their ideas of how this ought to be done, that ought to be done, how we ought to, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, and the government's watching. And, hey, we're not having a church service today. We're just having a riot. Riots are okay today. So if you're watching on live stream, this is a riot. It's kind of a peaceful riot except for the crazy preacher, okay? Everybody else is peaceful, but we're still having a riot. Leave us alone. It's okay. CDC said we're healthy to do this. And so here we are, you know? And so we have people, you know, telling the preacher, burn the stinking place down. Set everything on fire. And then you have others. Hey, preacher, you need to stay home and you need to just have live stream and you're having a rebellious spirit if you are going to go against the government in any way. And then you have everybody in between and, 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 and you have this and it's like, Preacher, you need to calm down before you have a stroke. Hey, what better way to die than have a stroke and die and go to heaven while you're preaching God's word? Please, let it happen. I'm out of here. You guys are on your own. <laughs> I mean, I, I read this, and, and I'm, man, I'm saying amen to Moses. I'm like, here it is, Moses. You're laying it out to God. I mean, you're, you're telling him you're not very happy with this all. And, and he says, have I conceived all this people? Am I the one that brought them into this world? 
Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom as a nursing father, beareth the sucking child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? Am I the one that took them to raise? That's what I hear all the time. You know, and I, I'm like, yeah, Moses, I like, I, I was reading this, and I'm like, there's a message here for the next pastor's fellowship if those spineless little wimps will ever decide to have one. Keep telling me, well, we can't have our pastor's fellowship this month. <clears throat> one tried to do Zoom. I'm like, I ain't Zooming. I'm just not going to Zoom for a pastor's fellowship. When should I have flesh to give unto all these people? Do I have the ability, God, to give them meat? For they weep unto me, saying, give us flesh that we may eat. I'm not able to bear all these people alone because it's too heavy for me. I mean, this is dead on. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not, I do not want sympathy. Okay? That's not what this is about. I'm just telling you that I understand where Moses is at. And, and I understand where there comes a time when we don't know what God is doing and, and we don't know everything about His plan and, and we don't know, honestly, we don't even know how to, how, how to get through it and how to act and how to, how to carry on. And, and, and we're in one of those times and it's quite frustrating. And yes, so I go out and I, you know, it makes me feel well better for a while. And then you... You move on, and, and then you, you get back to praying and, and getting right with God and, and, you know, and, and praising the Lord, and, 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 and it just shows you that, that we are weak individuals, and, 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 and look, our faith is, is weak, and we need to build our faith, and we need to get stronger in our faith, and, and our faith comes by us understanding our weaknesses and, and how powerful the flesh is and, and how... How, how weak our mind is and, and how we can follow our flesh so often when we shouldn't and, and how we need to get back to doing the things that we ought to and, and how preachers ought to understand that really this isn't their burden to carry. It's God's. It's God's. And then he says, and if thou deal thus with me, kill me. Just kill me. I pray thee out of, out of hand. If I have found favor in thy sight, let me not see my wretchedness. Lord, I just went out of it. We get to that point. Preachers get to that point. But what Moses was saying, I think everybody in the entire nation would have said amen to Moses. Because we feel the same way. But it really didn't make God very happy. However, God did answer Moses' prayer. And I don't see that God was ever angry with Moses for what he said. I, I, don't, I don't see it. He said, okay, I'll give you 70 men. And I'll, and I'll anoint them. And I'll send the Holy Spirit upon them. Old Testament, not New Testament. Old Testament, he said, I'll send the Holy Spirit upon them. And they'll help you. They can help carry that burden that you're carrying. And so he did. And so he gave them and that anointing. And we see that they showed the signs of that spirit. And they preached and proclaimed what God told them. 
Moses said, the people among whom I am, verse 21, are 600,000 footmen, and thou hast said, I will give them flesh, and they may eat a whole month. Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them, or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffice them? And, and, and so now Moses goes on, and he says, okay, you're going to help me, but help me answer this question. I, I, I need to know what I need to know, and the Lord said unto Moses, is the Lord's hand waxed short? Have, have I gotten to the point where I am ineffective and powerless? And Moses, do you think that, that I don't have the ability right now to take care of you? Can, can I do what it is that, that I need to do? Am I able to do that? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. You know it. And, it, and I'm not going to even get back to Psalm 37. But, um, you know, I see, I, I, I just see that in all the turmoil, the, the message continues. Moses, trust me. Israel, trust me. Shannon, trust me. Platte Valley Baptist Church, trust me. Live for me. Stop complaining. Stop, stop griping about what I am doing. How many here are not being taken care of? We're here. We're still doing what it is that God wants us to do, and, and we're able to worship Him freely. And, and yes, we are going through some major trials in our life, but, but stop and, and give thought. Is God there? Is God helping? Is God strengthening? Has God got you through every day so far? Yes, He has. Has God taken care of us through this time of COVID and, and all of the mess that's there? Yes, He has. Has He taken care of us through the riots that are going on? Yes, He has. Has He taken us, care of us through the race baiting of the day? Yes, He has. We still love each other because we love the Lord and because He loves us first. And, 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 and we see that, that He is dealing with us. And, and yes, it is hard. And, and it's something I don't, I don't like going through it like this. And, and I don't like the, I don't like the heaviness of our church family and, and all the burdens that are there. And, and look, if I could take them, I would. And, and if I could do something with it, I would. And, and, I would, and I'd give you the magic pill and, and, and then all things would be okay, but I can't do it. But God can. God can. And oh, how we need to be careful. And here we see that he gave those men the power to help and carry that burden. That's what our church is about. Our church helps carry that burden for everyone. That's why it's such a lie from the devil that says that a church is not essential. It's not essential to carry out the devil's plan, but it's essential for every believer. And it's a God-given right. And not only is it a God-given right, but it's a God-given command to assemble. You come to the point where you trust him. And you just worship him. Because those guys that griped and complained, it says, and so he gave them quail. Kind of like that one that hit your window the other day, Todd. 
they come whacking in there, whacking the tent, breaking their necks. And so, you know, they walk out, and here's all these quail. And they're like, oh, wow, our griping, our complaining, our rioting, our throwing a conniption fit in front of God and making a mockery of his power and everything. Look what we got. We got exactly what we asked for because we threw a fit. And now everything is good and, and everything's going to be so great and, and we should be able to do this every time now because God is going to be permissive to our acting out and, and acting like a spoiled little brat. And, and this is what we're going to have to do, guys, as they're, as they're slobbering and drooling, as they're eating the flesh of this quail and they're thinking, wow, our disobedience brought us this and oh, how good it is. And, and God can truly be mocked in, in our behavior and while the flesh was between their teeth there is chewed the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague and he called the name of that place Kibroth Hataava because there they buried the people that lusted remember I I read a verse, and I think it's over in Isaiah, where, and don't take it out of context where you hide from the virus. But it does say where when the judgment of God comes, you hide from it. Get away from those things. You know how you hide from it? By obeying him. Because those, those that are making a mockery of God those who are believers that continue to gripe, moan, and groan, and complain and tell God how bad they got it, it can get a whole lot worse. And God does it justly. And God does it in a holy manner. Because that's who God is. God isn't to be mocked. And God sure isn't going to be happy. If you think you can just put him in your front pocket and just pull him out when you need it, like a pocket knife, it doesn't work that way. We give God all the honor, all the glory, and we live for him. We live for him. When we give him that, and it starts, it starts by you coming humbly to him. Don't think you can approach him however way that you want to. You approach him like the way that he tells you. You know, I read this, and, and I'll end with this. It says that the newer generations, they want Jesus, but they don't want the Bible. Don't be that way. When you're going to take Jesus, and I shouldn't even say when you take Jesus, because that puts it in your, your abilities, when you come to Jesus, and you come to him with a broken and a contrite spirit, and you come to him with a humble heart, and you pour out to him what's going on in your life, and, and you just are wide open with him, and Lord, I'm a sinner, and, and I got all this junk in my life, and, 
and I know that you're the bridge that gaps between me and God, and, and Lord, and, 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 and this is what's in my heart, and, and Lord, I just, I, I just want to give that to you, and I, and I want you to take it away, and I want you to, 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 to be my Savior, and, and give me this eternal life that you're talking about, and, and to give me the peace that you're talking about here in Psalms, and, 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 to, and, and to give me these things, that the, the, the promises that you give me, and, and Lord, I just trust you, and, and I want to live for you today, and, and when you do it that way, and, and you trust Christ as your Savior, you take everything about who He is, and everything that He is is right here in the Word of God, and, and you take the Word of God, and you take all of the Word of God, and, and you start using it and applying it as a tool in your life, and you start learning and understanding more of who He is, and, and what He wants from you, and, and you grow in your faith, and, and you become what it is that God wants you to be, and, and along the way, you're going to have moments like Moses had, and he's going to say, Lord, this burden is too heavy, and I can't handle it and Lord I just I want to die I want to die I gave you that testimony a year ago we're sad to say I was there would have welcomed it actually looked forward to it just wanted out of here God said no you need to trust me. You need to walk with me. You need to just be what it is that I want you to be. Just like you. Just like you today. Whatever it is that you're going through, you can lay your heart out. I believe when you do it in a, in a humble and in, in, in a contrite way like I believe Moses did, you're not being disrespectful to God, but I do believe you can lay it out to God. Here's what I feel, God. Here's what's going on in my life right now, and this burden is too heavy. And God knows what's going on in your life. This is okay. Why didn't you ask earlier? Why didn't you trust me? That's what we need to do. With all the strife that's going on in our lives today, in this world around us, when we just give it to Him, and I mean truly and honestly, you take it. This is it. This is my burden. And you say, God, you got to have it. Nope. You just give it to Him. And you walk away. That's yours, Bert. That's yours, God. That's all yours. And we live for Him. And He will give you a peace in the midst of all the chaos. You can't explain it. But He gives it to you. And you thank Him. You thank Him for what He's doing. You thank Him for the privilege of being a child of God. And you thank Him that this isn't heaven. And you thank Him for His saving blood that will save anyone. And you continue to serve Him. And He uses us. In a tumultuous world, we're the peace. 
because we follow our Savior with the power of the Holy Spirit. God, give us that. Give us that in this congregation today. As we walk out of here today, that our burdens are no longer ours, but they're our Savior's. And give them to Him. We talk about privilege in the world. Well, we are privileged. Everybody who knows Christ is our Savior, we are privileged. We're privileged to experience a grace that is given to us that we do not deserve. He gives us a peace that we do not deserve. And he gives us a direction that is eternal. Let's serve him. Let's be at peace in a tumultuous world and see God use us. Father, I do pray. I pray for the hearts that they're sitting here today. Father, if there is one, just one, that they know, they know deep down in their heart they've been trusting in their own power, they've been trusting in their own strength, they've been trusting in preconceived ideas, maybe they've been trusting in church, maybe they've been trusting in their baptism, maybe they've been trusting in uh, their, uh, I don't know, their, their money and fortune and fame or just trusting in whatever is out there. Lord, I pray that you'd reveal to them today that their trust only needs to be focused in one place, and that's in you. And I pray that you would save them today. And Father, I pray that you help us as a body of believers. Lord, right now, even as I'm praying, I pray that the believers are praying right now and laying those burdens on you. And I pray that you'll show them, show them your power in a marvelous way. When they walk out of here today, they feel like they've just lost a ton off of their shoulders. And Lord, give us this peace. Give us the peace of knowing that our burdens are gone. And that we know that you have it. I pray you guide, you direct us, you show us, help us, empower us, and use us for your honor your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're dismissed.